Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. fucking giggly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ. The BJ. Um, anything goes here? We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's very good. Zero six, zero six, zero six. The mark of Take the out beast. the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Uncle Buck's house. Um, thank you so much for uh, for being here. And uh, as always, is uh, Nick. How hey, you yeah. doing, man? We got BJ over there, and in studio with us, we have a very special guest. We have um, one of the food connoisseurs of uh, the podcast game here, uh, Bridget Haran. Haran, right? Yep. I should have cleared that up. See, I called Chris <laughs> the wrong name la- uh, a couple weeks ago, and I really wanted to make sure I, n- I nailed this one, so I really should have clarified, but I got it. I got <laughs> it right this time. It. See, God, you're not turning you into Sam Tripoli. You say it with confidence, you're going to get it right most yeah, of the time. Yeah, that's, that's what Chris said, and I tend to agree. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got a fun show planned, but I, I wanted to open up with a clip that just really made me smile. Um, I don't know this guy's name, per se, but I think he's just got a got a great message um for for anyone and everyone out there so let's go ahead and play this well there's no audio coming out of that oh interesting oh uh, hello and welcome uh to uh today <laughs> i just i take this opportunity to say that if you're seeing this video it means that um you're still you're still alive, <laughs> and so you can still you know uh, do stuff. So you should just you know take a minute. Let's go. Eh, okay. <laughs> just 
there's, there's a lot of craziness going on in my life, but I can deal with it. Cause I'm still here. I got nothing else to do except deal with stuff. So I'm just, just going to deal with it. <laughs> All right. That is actually comedian uh, yeah. Rodney Norman. Rodney Norman. <laughs> yes, that was just some great wise words of wisdom. Um, you know, yeah, deal with it. So, it's, all right. It's great because um, I, I looked him up after I saw one of his videos, and he plays this guy, and then he gets really cleaned up. Oh, that's a character? He, that's not really him? No, that's not really oh, him. Oh, okay. He actually gets <laughs> I guess really, I didn't dive down that rabbit hole. He actually gets really cleaned up, and he looks like he, he like the white fox style, like doesn't look anything like this dude. <laughs> Interesting. That was that's all why right. it's so great, in my opinion. He's, well, I'm going to have to dive down that dive down that rabbit hole then. Um, so Bridget, uh, kind of, so this is coming out after this week's harder brunch mm -hmm. and you just had the meat wars. We did, yeah. How did, how did that, how did that turn out? What, what did you go with? It was good. Um, I made, uh, two tiers. The bottom tier was like an Italian roast, but in the form of meatloaf. Uh, so I ground up a sirloin filet, chuck and pancetta and then had like sauteed kale and like balsamic shallots and garlic and i uh, had a horseradish mashed red skin mashed potato in the middle as a filling and then had a uh white cheddar and herb mashed potato on the outside oh man and then the top tier was like a uh sort of deconstructed beef wellington so it was like a puff pastry that i made around the outside and then it had layers of pancetta and duck cell mushroom sauce and batch number two mustard and filet and prosciutto oh dear god oh, my. And then it had, I like, just arugula and gravy and i stuff. just want to say that i've always wondered why dogs salivate so bad when they see something they want <laughs> yeah i didn't even see anything i wanted i just listened to it <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. what i'd like i had to clear my mouth Good lord! Yeah, sounds like a fantastic. delicious cake. Yeah, Bridget. it was. It was. A, it was. It was another a great cake, cake yeah. I saw you made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you like red velvet, right? Bad. <laughs> yeah. For 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 the listeners, if you're if you're hearing a little bit of uh, uh, saltiness coming from uh, BJ's mic, uh, it's is because he, along with a lot of other people, want one of Bridget's cakes, uh, which actually uh, follow well, what plug that Instagram page for the baking. Side uh, so I do a bakes by Bridge on Instagram uh, for like specialty cake consultations. So I do wedding cakes, I do pies, I do pastries. Um, but yeah, I didn't know last time I came down here, apparently BJ had told Dyke I was supposed to make a cake. <laughs> so the backstory is... But he is, didn't tell me that, so... <laughs> so the backstory is, obviously I produce podcasts, but I, I spent a lot of time with Dyke and then Bridget mm -hmm. and Chris helping him, you know, whatever. So I got to eat a lot of her food that she make and come over and bring or whatever, but I didn't know she made cakes. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, oh, like I've had all this amazing oh, yeah. food. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then like, you know... You, you know, and she's different than Dyke. You know, I think she has a soul. <laughs> and so, uh, and but I was like, I just saw these cakes, and I said, "Hey, Dyke, you gonna bring?" He's like, "Yeah, we'll get your cake." Yeah. Absolutely. I, so I heard that BJ loves red velvet cakes, but he only wants them on Sundays at around six thirty p.m. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> that'll be that'll I'll, be about the best. I'll keep time. that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so so that sounds absolutely incredible. You said Zach won. Yeah, Zach won. Right. Zach went kind of a surf and turf, so he had a giant crab cake that then he had like steak tartare on top, 
and did like a smoked salmon florets and, mm. and oh my really goodness good. that's a that's pretty incredible and so did, did were there three cakes in yeah. did, did dyke do the other one what, dyke what did, did the other with? one um dyke did the bottom layer was like a hash brown breakfast sausage <sighs> like bunt cake and then he did a lamb wrapped inside of duck wellington on top oh my and then goodness. like scotch eggs and meatballs oh and, yeah. yeah oh my goodness and and uh i i will just go ahead and say that that those scotch eggs i think the the day that i was in on the podcast i don't i don't know if dyke made those or if you made those i think it's probably him yeah. that day yeah, yeah. well he they, loves scotch eggs yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah he does them a lot oh and yeah I, I hear them mentioned quite a bit and they're incredible <laughs> they are absolutely incredible does he pay for all the food like where, where does that where, where does the food come from yeah, he pays yeah. for it. Except yeah. for the croissants. Yeah, that is yeah, absolutely. He does not buy croissants. He yeah. does not buy croissants. I bless that man right there. That's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a spread. So I'm excited to hear that. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard that, go back and listen. That came out before this did. So go back and check out that episode of Harder Brunch. Um, so so let's transition into um something that I was really excited to talk to you um about in regards to um. Valentine's Day is coming up, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's things obviously look a lot different this year than they did last Valentine's Day. I mean, not for me, but for well, other people. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, <sure>. yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, to touche. Yeah. Um, uh, Same But no, I I think uh, uh, that, that as far as like going out and doing something like um, uh, is there. Um, a best sort of approach or do you have any have any spots that that like you would recommend or um i think it's kind of been the same as everywhere else this year that it's very much people are kind of hustling and trying to come up with something different so i think a lot of restaurants are are doing kind of valentine's day packages i know like bluebeard is doing a really good deal um over in fountain square amelia's bread is doing like a bagel platter you can get that morning um we're doing a, I do a virtual cooking classes. We're doing a sushi oh, class for Indian cool. foodies. Yeah. Um, so that can be kind of a fun, sexy thing to do if you have a partner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think that just a lot of restaurants are trying to, I would, you know, I would always say don't go out on mountains. It's usually, everything's a little overpriced. It's usually a little more crowded and i think that if you can get like carry out and have it at home that's kind of best case scenario yeah yeah yeah. you definitely you know kind of keep that sort of chill at home mm-hmm. appeal but also you get to you know enjoy yeah. um and support great local um businesses which is right. which is the other which is the other side of this the this whole thing is is um you know the the best and 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 uh um most effective practices towards uh, supporting local businesses. Mm-hmm. You you posted something on your Instagram story. I think it was last week or so, kind of breaking down, you know, why you shouldn't DoorDash mm-hmm. or why you shouldn't do this and that. Um, what w- what is the best practice for the average person at home? That's like, you know, I want to support local business, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not getting out as much. Yeah, I think that, and and it's not, you know, if if you don't want to go out, I think DoorDash is fine, but. DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, like all of those take a pretty big cut from the restaurant. Like I know um, I I was recently with a brew dog and I know like Uber Eats takes 30%. So it's like that's 30% less, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's better than nothing. But if you're close enough to somewhere that either a lot of local restaurants are doing like their own delivery, which is great. So mm-hmm. kind of explore that a little bit and, you know, reach out, call the restaurant directly. Swing by a lot of places are doing curbside pickup. Um, obviously if you, if you can't get out of your home, DoorDash is better than nothing. It's better than, you know, going to a big chain restaurant. But if I think it's definitely 
figure out your favorite local spots and take a look and see kind of if they're doing their own delivery, if they're doing curbside. Um, yeah, the, try to reach out to that. Yeah, they're pretty much every restaurant we go out to eat mm-hmm. quite a bit, and every restaurant I've seen they do curbside, whether it's chain or yeah. local or whatever. And that's the thing is, I think every like restaurants are hustling really hard. Like yeah. they're all trying to make it. Everybody's kind of fighting for it. So yeah, that would be my suggestion. Can we rent you? <laughs> for, 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 for let's <laughs> let's phrase that better maybe to make food there it is <laughs> there it is um. i want to see what you agree to first <laughs> yeah uh, if you were just said sure then it's just that's, a, that's an interesting idea i there, you, there's been some comedy shows that like you can um if you bid on certain things you get dinner from a certain chef mm-hmm. i've seen that mm-hmm. through dyke and you guys mm-hmm. before and at that i believe yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's that's interesting. I I don't know if that does that service exist. Is there like a freelance? Yeah, sort of, I mean, yeah? I think I think a lot of any home chef like that's something they offer. Um, a lot of times, like chef consultants will do things like that too. Um, I don't want to go into people's homes. Sure, but happy to make cakes for everyone. Like the cooking classes are kind of my solution for that too, because it's a way that. I get to cook. I get to teach people how to cook. Um, it's kind of a fun date night idea for people. Yeah. But uh, I don't have to leave my home. Yeah. So that's oh, for idea. sure, <laughs> for sure. That would be uh, that. That would be an interesting sort of thing. I bet you. I bet you for for certain markets there mm-hmm. is probably like a database of people that yeah. offer a, a, a home service sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Like Chef JJ's um, downtown sometimes will have other chefs come in for comedy shows and things like that, but. Um, oh, like a, like a specific feature chef for yeah. the show? That's mm-hmm. cool. So it, that's, it's a fun idea. Um, but yeah, I think, I, and I really think any chef who's been, if their restaurant's closed or if they've been furloughed, I think that a lot of people would really like to do that. But yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's like a website specifically for home chefs though. Yeah. So I, I don't know a whole, whole lot about um, the, the culinary industry. So do, do uh, would a chef that was doing a feature spot at a um, specific uh, restaurant would they be there for um, their signature dishes, or would they be there to take care of a th- of a theme that their maybe restaurant wanted to do that night? Or I feel like that maybe could be interchangeable. Um, I guess it would depend. Like I, I think pop ups are the new big thing this year. Um, I know a lot of of chefs or chef duos who uh, the restaurants have closed, so it's their kind of way of it's their solution. So pop-ups is kind of the move but you usually they'll come in and kind of take over the kitchen for the day it'll be a smaller menu it'll be kind of just a specialty spot or they'll do it for three hours and then it goes back to the regular menu um but i know uh again this is gonna make me seem like bluebeard's biggest fan but bluebeard (laughs) today had a pop-up uh with thin glizzy which is like specialty hot dogs Mm. and so they kind of have like hand-rolled hot dogs kind of different types different varieties and they uh so they had that before Bluebeard opened. Bluebeard opens at five, so they had it from like noon to five that you could go get these hot dogs, and um, it's nice because then you kind of. It's tricky if you're not a brick and mortar business because yeah. of the health department. Obviously, you have to have things kind of up to code. But if you're doing it from a restaurant that already has their own stuff, it makes it a lot easier for you too. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's you can go to Thumbtack. Dot com. I put it in for a personal chef for four six one four three. Put it three to five people. Uh, I'm not gonna say the chef's name. Um, great review though. 
um, th- on average, thirty dollars per person. Oh well, I mean, wow. yeah, that's, that's that's for them to. That's come, what you would spend at a at yeah, a solid. That's restaurant, for them to yeah. come fix it in in your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's that's three awesome. options: you could pick it up, um, it could be prepared or um, on site. Yeah, that's super cool. That's cool. Oh, so so you mean like it could be prepared to be just cooked at home, like like prepared ahead of time? Is that mm. what you're talking about? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, I yeah. like that idea. I think a lot of restaurants have done that too, where it's like carry like to go meals that you mm-hmm. then. Like they give you reheat instructions, and yeah, that's really nice too. Olive Garden was doing that way before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I always thought that they should do that for. And I think Texas Roadhouse, you can get like mm-hmm. the steaks from there and yeah. whatnot. But honestly, if you do that, just go get a steak from a local <laughs> butcher. Yeah, but don't take my word for it. Or what's that line <laughs> from? Uh, Tom- I tried to that line from. Uh, you know, you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but wouldn't you rather just take the butcher's word for it? <laughs> That's a okay. that's a Tommy boy. Depends reference. on which farm you grew up on. <laughs> I guess that's true. I grew up on a couple of weird ones. Yeah, yeah, they got some funky ones out <laughs> the, there. The um, but uh, but I I wanted to um, uh, uh, kind of branch out a little bit on not only um, I, I I don't mean to throw a whole bunch of like you know. Uh, food stuff at you, but but no, we, we, we 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 that's don't get a whole lot of about, yeah so. yeah. Well, we 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 don't get a whole lot of um. We, uh, love, we love food. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it. I yeah, thought that that's why I picked this career. I was like, I originally went to school for pre med biology. Then I was like, you know what? People will always want to eat, and then the pandemic yeah. hit. Because like, oh, Dyke, Dyke, <laughs> Dyke once said, he goes, "You realize the only person you've never been a dick to is Bridget." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." There's reasons. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, have you had anything <laughs> she's ever prepared? You know, yeah. I, I actually went to Le Cordon Bleu for about, I think it was like four months mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. That's a good one. And it was, we, we were moving out there. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some complications that happened out of our hands. <laughs> um, but it was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned a lot just from the four months that I was there. But I then learned about how much time you really are in the kitchen and not just in the kitchen, but in the restaurant itself. Yeah. It, it It is a true, true lifestyle. And at the time, my daughter was very young, mm-hmm. I, maybe six. My son wasn't born yet, but I knew that I wanted another child soon. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a blessing that those things that uh, occurred happened to me and I and I got to stop um, because I don't I don't know that I could that I could spend that much time mm-hmm. in a restaurant. I, I worked at Red Lobster for a little bit in the kitchen and as this, um, as the grilled master mm-hmm. there. And it's a fun way to discover you have a shellfish allergy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know that's what happened to me, right? Yeah, I know that's why oh, I brought okay. that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, shucking that's oysters. Good. Yeah, I was shucking oysters and I was like. <clears throat> Like, guys, is it, <clears throat> is it warm in here? Like, What's wow. happening? It's getting warm. I, like, I'm brown and my these skin's are, getting these really These are hot red. oysters, huh? And these, they were like... come from the hot sea? They were like, do you have allergies? And I was like, well, you know, I have seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. Like, no, do you have shellfish allergies? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I work back here and they're like, you need to step away from the oysters because I'm pretty sure you have an... Do you have an EpiPen? And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't just carry EpiPens with I me know. wherever I go. But yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting way to discover that. Yeah, it's a, it ends up being a lot... Um, and I think what most people say is like culinary school is great because then you have the experience, you have the, the paper that says it. Um, and a lot of jobs will require that kind of certification, but you learn more in restaurants than you'll ever learn in school. Oh, yes. And yeah. what I always think is funny is that the better you are at cooking, 
the more you move up in the restaurants and then the less time you spend cooking. So it's like as an executive chef, it's like I'll prep sometimes, but it's like usually I'm like doing inventory or like doing yeah. paperwork or kind of inputting labor costs. And it's like, oh, yeah, really? I love to cook. So the pandemic was kind of nice because we were like, sh- you know, cut back on labor a little bit. So I got to just like be in the kitchen by myself. Get all back day. on and the line like, again. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I really like this. My staff were like, you're really good. Yeah, we thought you'd be nervous. And I was like, before I was a chef, I was a really good line cook. So it's like <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. And, that's, but, and that's a lot different in itself, mm-hmm. being on the line. Because I, I worked every part of the line. I was like 19 or 18 or 19 mm-hmm. when I started at Red Lobster. And I loved cooking then. And I got my, I made it to the grill by the time I was like, 20 or something yeah and it but it's not like being a chef on a grill Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's it's like it's like working at ford and being on a line and putting the car together piece Mm -hmm. by piece and then you got the guy at the end who's making sure everything's done and and they're putting the finishing piece on there and so yeah it's it's a completely different experience and a lot of people don't they can't take it because it's those kind of restaurants it gets it gets really really busy and it seems like you're just gonna go under right and you know by yeah. the end of the day you're like how are we gonna get this kitchen cleaned right. by the <laughs> like midnight right. this, there's no the dishes are stacked up to the ceilings yeah. where's the dish guy you at? can always tell by like 8 p.m how late you're gonna be there and it's like oh. yeah exactly. and it, that's always where it is it's always like where's the dishwasher <laughs> exactly. where how many smoke breaks do you need come on guys like, pull it together you guys but. you like close at 10 and it's nine o'clock and you're like i swear to god if a five top sits down i'm gonna lose my shit <laughs> Yeah. And like you're thinking that, but then when your staff start like, they're like, oh, come on. I'm like, you guys, we got an hour left. Like, come on. And I turn, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've, I've never worked in a restaurant setting. So like my only like personal ex- exposure to any of that was kind of like the, the movie waiting. Mm-hmm. So yes. like now w- when you guys talk about this, I think about Nick and T-Dog yeah. just out in the back. Oh, like, dude. oh man. It, and, do you know what will explain a lot to you? Uh, Chris King worked at the Bennigan's in Chicago that that movie is based off of. Oh, so that explains a lot about Chris King's personality. That is now hilarious. That you hear that. <laughs> Interesting. I was like, oh, he said oh, that, and I was man. like, oh, yeah, I, that. Was... And he was like, does that surprise you? And I was like, so no, which one? Actually, what... a lot makes sense now. That makes me wonder, like, which, like, was he one of the characters? I don't know. Was like, mm, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I'll have to talk to him about that. Um, but yeah, so so, uh, what is? Do you have? I, I'm sure this is a question you get. Like, what was the most insane thing you've experienced uh, at the restaurant? Probably, I mean, I, I'm going to go for your best. That's right off the top mm-hmm. of your head. Um, but is is there um, one that happens a lot that you could advise people to like, hey, this happens a lot. Don't do this. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me is is when if something's out in the kitchen, it's not your server's fault. Like if something's out in the kitchen, there's usually a reason. It's usually either like a season. It's nothing that's like a direct affront to you. And when people tried to like, um, make their own dishes where they're like, well, I see it's in this dish. And then it's, could you just put those together? And it's like, Uh, no, like they can't just Franken dish. Yeah. Like I don't have like somebody was like, Oh, can I get, um, I don't know what it is. Can, Can I get, uh, minced uh pickled jalapenos and i was like well no we we use the jalapenos we like puree them for something so it's like when we get it all in we puree it all together or like people are like oh can i have sliced avocado so the avocado cream it's like well we make a big batch of avocado cream yeah. like just because you see avocado on the menu doesn't mean i just have like 12 avocados that, right, right. <laughs> that, that i can just chop up, up that makes um, sense 
I, I know some people that are very that get very customizable mm-hmm. with their orders, and I'm like, that can't be yeah. that can't be something that's just easily put together, especially when you're trying to run a, as well oiled of a machine as possible. Right. That's and, like my biggest pet peeve when I go out with like friends or like on a date. It's like if you make more than two. Like more, more than two alterations to it, I'm like, it's not gonna work out. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and if it's one of those like really local joints that are open four or five hours out of the day, mm-hmm. three days a week, one of my favorite spots for lunch is this place called Fitzgerald's. <gasps> yes, it is fantastic. He's the best. He is, and he's so personable. <laughs> yeah, like you don't feel like you're going into a restaurant. And it's like his mom's there. Yeah. It's like his cousin's there. He's got his artwork <laughs> on the wall and. Oh, it's so good. And his, I, I forget his story exactly, but he didn't start out as like that. I think he started out I as. I think he was a, a fine artist. I think yeah. he did, yeah, went to art school. He, he, he went to art school and he, he did some cooking like for chefs. Like he was mm-hmm. under chefs in restaurants and he didn't like the time. He didn't like the time thing. And he figured out how to have this little shop open five hours a day for, I think it's only open like three or four days a week also. Yeah, and I and it's like mostly lunch, mm-hmm. which is like yep. kind of a crazy idea, but but it's so good, but it's also, he has a set menu. It's exactly. like, this is, what, this is what my specials are this yep. week. There's no yep. customizing like, it, because my wife is the one that found it, and I was like, oh, Oh, they have nachos. So can I get this on it? And she was like, "No, yeah. the way this is how it's made. <laughs> this is a this is a different kind of place. Mm-hmm. Th- this is what they do. And like when he runs out, he runs out. So sometimes mm-hmm. he may close earlier than when he normally closes yeah. because yeah. that's just how it is in the real food game. Well, and they like what I like about spots like that too is is he knows his regulars. Like mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yes. My dad goes there for lunch a lot, and I ordered it for him one time, and I went in. And he was like. Is your dad the one in the boot? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he always gets this. I've put in a, something extra there. And it's like, it's so nice. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what will get a returning mm-hmm. customer For every sure. time is just that little bit of personal attention. Mm-hmm. And like, um, uh, that's that's what I think makes the local spots so much more you know, um, valuable to a community than the, than the non-local spots mm-hmm. is the fact that 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 you know there is. You know, we we talk about on this podcast a lot. We talk about you know occult symbolism and and occult uses. There is intention that goes into food, mm-hmm. and you know the the intention that goes into what you're eating is is part of uh, of what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of cultures believe in you know not eating food that they don't know the intentions of the person who made it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and and you know if you I can, put a lot of hate into a lot of food over the years. Like, <laughs> that's I'm like that's, it tastes good, but like that is full of hatred. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Hey, Bridget, your boyfriend just sat down at table six. Oh, he's not my boyfriend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm going to hate the shit out of yeah. making this. Hope I'm like, that- it's not like waiting. There's no spit in that, but there is loathing in yes, it. So- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> secret it, ingredient. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to get physically sick from this. Yeah. Oh, but just g- yeah. give it two weeks but <laughs> give it two weeks no i i think um i i think that's a that, that's a super important thing is is um you know I, i'm always gonna you know preach the value of uh, uh, of our local businesses um but but you know especially with it with our local food spots especially if you find one that you have an emotional connection with i think mm-hmm. those are important yeah to maintain in our community so so let's transition then into your craziest experience in a restaurant okay. what, what what would that be um oh god i just repressed a lot of them i think <laughs> um, <laughs> trauma will do that yeah too. it really will um i think <clears throat> i've had a lot of crazy experiences through the years but i think more and more because it's like when i first started 
it's like it was still very much the time of like chefs that throw pans and it's like i staged under some some like really great male chefs that i'm not gonna say their names but it's like people who i respect a lot but it's like would come up behind people and like if you messed up would burn you with a pan would throw things like oh my it, god it's like oh, it's literally shit. every single like crazy stereotype you think of it's like that shit happens like people doing coke on the table off the, in the back and yeah and you know it's oh, like that's for sure i've happening. had like yeah. a dishwasher like od in the bathroom and it's like it's, oh my it's god. crazy but the worst customers i've ever experienced mm -hmm. were this year it's like oh we, man we had people come in and like not want to wear a mask, spit at their servers. Oh what? my it's like, god! Ugh. Out of I, I mean, I, it, it doesn't matter what that's out of. It's not you know, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's not reprehensible. But but like, uh, like, even if you don't have COVID, like don't spit it. Yeah, yeah that's and, that, and that's probably why they're doing it. Yeah. Is like, oh yeah, this is really gonna piss mm -hmm. you off because yeah. COVID's a thing now. Good yeah. lord! But yeah, that's it's just, in, that's it's insane. Just wild, and it's like it's crazy to me. But it's like. It's just every single crazy stereotype you can think about restaurants it come from fact. Like it's a real yeah. thing that happened. Um, sure. But I love it. It's yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's absolutely. It's like he was saying. It's like I. It's like I nowhere else do I would I think I'll work sixteen hour days and then go home and and yeah. then do menu development at home right. and then. It's like when I first started, I was working from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Flying Cupcake, and then I would go to culinary school for a few hours, and then I would go, and I worked at a catering company. I'd go to their main office. I'd go to events. The events would end at midnight, go home, sleep a couple hours, go back, and I love it. And it's yeah. like, even when I had crazy chefs that were like, burned me because I messed something up or threw a pan at me, it's like, yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, and that's, and that's sort of... Um, you know, w one of the correlations between any type of, of, of labor of love is if you truly, you know, are into something and you truly feel for something and have a passion for something, then you're going to take the knocks on the way down, whether you're, you know, a comedian that's, you know, struggling through bombing a new five, 10 minutes, or whether you're a, um, you know, a, a young chef that's, that's mm -hmm. dealing with some, some, uh, you know, crazy, you know, mentors and stuff like that. Like, like that is the grind and especially I have heard um, that like more than any other job, especially uh, for people in the restaurant industry, that it is a it. You know, we we hear other jobs of being grinds, mm -hmm. but that is that is a grind, the literally. Yeah. For sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like 28. I have two bad knees. I've had two heart attacks. Like it's it's only going down from here, but it's like I'm in it now. Like yeah. I love what I do. And that it's yeah. it's almost like there's an adrenaline junkiness towards that type of work mm -hmm. because you're always like there and especially in your you've been much higher than, than i have but just on the line and like at the nicer line restaurants like um mm -hmm. red lobster and texas roadhouse and especially where i live in fishers like you cannot go to a restaurant without waiting for 20 or 30 minutes mm -hmm. and it, on a tuesday on a Saturday, you better put a reservation in or do a call ahead or something because you're not getting in if you just go put your name in. Yeah. That's just how it is. So it's just people all the time, left and right, mm -hmm. and it's you just never stop. It, it, that and and there's like an adrenaline towards that because mm -hmm. what what you're doing, I I find more of like how I would do it at home because you get to create more mm -hmm. and I try things at home and when my wife's like. Oh my God, this is fantastic! You, I, I like get this. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Yeah, you better remember, yeah, you better yeah, remember yeah. where that came from. But then when you're in the, <laughs> when you you're, know, you know how you, you talk to your wife. <laughs> 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 
but, but it's also just like I read this recipe. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like you but, could make the same thing that I made. But that's what detail. I do is I, I go to these chefs and I look at their recipes and I'm like, I'll take that from there because that looks yeah. like a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'll take this from here. And, and you kind of make your own thing from it. And when people tell you like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's this there's this like adrenaline rush that you get from yeah. it. This this um, euphoria. Well, and it's such a thing that the restaurant industry is very known for substance abuse. It's like it's just because people feel like they create their best work when they yeah. and it's like there are so many amazingly talented chefs in the city and they just like constantly are everyone you always want to up your game up your game and it's like the internet has made it so people have access to recipes like mm-hmm. oh, a- yeah. any recipe i could try to come up with it's like chances are someone has done a spin on it and so it's like trying to be creative trying to stay up on it and and it's like that's why it's like you know it's like i i don't need to go in a coke bender but it's like i do my best work when i do it it's yeah like, right it's, I mean, yeah for sure specifically yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. whole heart thing we talked about but, <laughs> um, but no it's like it's very much but i like what i like about the industry now is it's evolving a little bit from those kind of, you know, misogynistic chefs that like burn your throat things at you. And it's kind of evolving where we, we talk more about mental health and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you maybe don't need to do all the Coke. Maybe just a little bit just to get the creative <laughs> just, you know. Switch to Adderall. Moderation. You know, yeah, like moderation. Same, a little bit. bit of Adderall. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine what, like, I don't know. Um, somewhat like like a, a a kitchen looked like at you know in in you know I don't know a a major nightclub or a major restaurant in the seventies or something like mm-hmm. that I couldn't I couldn't even think about oh that just God. just because I mean if <laughs> I can only imagine yeah, if if waiting is based off of a Bennigan's from where Michigan. I think I think Chris said Chicago. Oh, Adam, Chicago, yeah, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. So e- even then, Chicago. Could you imagine if there was a waiting based out of like Miami mm-hmm. or something? You know so, what I mean? Like so. Um, when I was in high school, my cousins they lived in Broad Ripple, and they owned a restaurant called Bleecker Street. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. It was awesome though. It was a restaurant by day. It was like a lunch spot, then a nice dining restaurant at night, and then mm-hmm. it was a club late at night, and. Like what you were saying, and, and you know, I went there to party. I didn't go there to to eat. <laughs> sure. I got I got all the free food, and and they were Jordanian, so they had the you know the regular steaks mm-hmm. that everybody wanted, but they also had gourmet Jordanian food. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was just normal lamb meat, but yeah. they put their spin on it. Um, but if we, you call anything gourmet, then it makes exactly. It <laughs> oh oh man, this gourmet chicken at its best. <laughs> No, and damn well they got it on sale at the Kroger. <laughs> they know, like it tastes um, like Tyson. I don't <laughs> but in back um, back then, I was I'm 31, so this was when I was 16. Yeah, I know it's it shouldn't be in the club when I'm 16, but you do what you do back then. <clears throat> um, but we did some things in the kitchen, and that next morning they would be in there cooking lunch and doing dinner that ne- that yep. same night. And I've seen a lot of. Things on those uh, on those shelves and on those um, cutting People boards. People who work in kitchens are resilient because you get off at midnight one, then you go out, you mm-hmm. close down the bars at three, but then you're awake, so then you're up till five or six. You go home, you sleep a couple hours, you're at work at ten the next yep. day. It's like you gotta act like it's no big deal. That's, yep. that's my biggest thing is when I have like young line cooks who come and are like, oh, I'm so hungover, I'm so hungover. I'm like, go home, like. Yeah. You gotta get be better than that. Like right, yeah. right. every single person in this restaurant is hungover. I'm hungover. Like yeah. don't complain about it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And that's, that and that was the other thing is it's a very kind of like it's a it's a 
put up or shut up kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? It's 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 about the delivery. You're either you know getting the meals on the plates in a reasonable time, mm-hmm. or you're not going to have a business. Yeah. And that's a that's a that's a strong thing. Yeah. If you can be hungover in a kitchen. You can be hungover anywhere. It's yeah. loud. For sure. It's loud. It's hot. Hot. Lots of smells. Oh my yeah. goodness. Feel it like if you can survive that, you can. The you worst can when you're drunk, like when you're hungover, the worst is the heat because it just feels like it's suffocating. Everything's you like can't boiling breathe. out of you. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. All the and if toxins. anybody says one thing, one thing that you don't like, <laughs> they're gonna get your wrath. <laughs> and and then I just have I just have the pictures of Dane Cook like welcome to the Thunderdome like <laughs> like like be, yeah. because I don't have experiences of drama myself. I'm sitting here in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, this is totally that character. Mm. Like, like the the weird ass manager he's like categorizing that, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was based on the um, restaurant in Orlando, not Chicago. Oh, Chris, you liar! Hey. Shocker! Shocker! Typical cl- Chris. Hey, look at me in my tight shirts. That's what. That's that's about right. <laughs> yeah. That well, war. My guys, war with him will never end. Guys, they don't have superhero shirts in grown-up men's sizes. I know it. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried. Zach, Zach gets them, Zach gets them from the middle scores he picks up. <laughs> <laughs> Better be careful in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and so for Christmas, I actually got a cast iron skillet mm-hmm. and then an apron, and I was the happiest I've ever been. Oh okay. man, and cast iron is a joy. And my apron, I think, I think it's right here. I'll, I'll get it. Hell yeah! What's your favorite to cook? Your favorite instrument or your favorite um, type of pan? I think cast iron with, always for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think. I think the reason, like, people who say they don't like cast iron just don't know how to take care of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, there's no reason it shouldn't be your favorite. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that guy and say I have went through about four or five cast yeah. irons. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll is. feed all you fuckers. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's, <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, at least they know you. At least there the people know you. Yeah. yeah. Two different women. So that's even better. That's even better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you like the cast iron? That's what I do. I like cast iron. Um, what's your favorite technique for cooking steaks? Um, I so the restaurant I was at before Brewdog, uh, I was the I was a corporate chef for Fat Dan's Deli, and then I opened Love their steakhouse. Yeah, I opened their steakhouse as their executive chef, and so I got to come up with the whole menu, and I kind of like specifically chose like which steaks i want to dry age which steaks, and it's like we had a very nice uh grill top it's like which i think is great i think cast iron for for steaks i think if it's if you can get a really hard like a really hot cast iron and get a hard char on the outside yes and have it still like really nice finish in the oven that's the way to go i think always yeah i i fell in love with the reverse sear mm-hmm. that has so the re the, and the reason why is because i went to prime 47 back it was year, it was probably six years ago, mm-hmm. and they had a, a wagyu ribeye on sale. It was like a hundred and seventy nine dollars steak, but it was on sale for like seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. Could not Worth pass it. that up. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing I will I tell everybody. I don't I don't care about food. Mm-hmm. I will pay money for good food. Yeah. That's that's an experience that you'll yeah, never absolutely. that you'll never get. Um, but when I put this piece of meat in my mouth, the steak, the ribeye steak, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, good, good, good. It, I, it, I've never had something like that melt on my tongue. And I, I swear, I didn't, I had, I maybe took one or two bites mm-hmm. and it was dissolved. So it's the thing you can eat with a spoon. It was yeah. the greatest, yeah. the greatest piece of, I, I've, I've, I haven't, I've had yet to have anything like that to this day. And it's, it's a little so disappointing. Good. Yeah. But it's, but the reverse sear, that's the closest 
tenderness that I could get mm-hmm. to, or at least at home, that's yeah. the closest I could get to that style. Well, and that's tenderness. why I always like going, it's like everybody likes filet. Filet is great. It's always going to be good. You know, any sort of tenderloin is good. But it's like, if you want something really delicious, I would like, go for the New York strip. Go for the yeah. ribeye. Something mm-hmm. that has more fat, so then it does melt. It's like literally. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Absolutely. I need to stop talking about steak now. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just <laughs> sitting, like, I, I'm just sitting here like here, listening to happening? y'all. Like, I got some I'm chili just, waiting at home. I'm, for I'm, I'm smelling these candles. Got steak in my brain. I'm just like, I'm just let, let y'all talk. You know what? <laughs> I, I just got a Dutch oven recently. That's unfortunate. Oh, oh wait, mm. no. I I mean that. You I mean you mean a real touch up? I give those out occasionally at night. <laughs> However, I actually got a uh, enameled Dutch oven mm-hmm. as well. I wanted the cast iron, but then my wife was like, "You already have like three cast irons. You don't really need it. At least if we have the enameled, it's you can cook a lot more things in it." And a cast iron Dutch oven is great if you're using it for camping too. But right. if you're just using it in the kitchen, it's not as much. That's yeah. and, and enameled's nice. That's what she said. She has great ideas. Yeah, she I sounds really wise. She's very. She's get, she's, <laughs> she's getting her master's right now. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, she uh, or I got this Dutch oven and. I used to only do pot roast in in the slow cooker, mm-hmm. and I've done it in the Dutch oven ever since I've gotten it. I will never cook a pot roast in a slow cooker ever again. Yeah. Mm. I um. Is there? Do you have any pet peeves? Like I have a pet peeve. So like when I pay in steak about the kitchen or about no anything? no no no. When when you make like, food, where do I begin? Like so. <laughs> um, I love my mother. She's like she don't know how to get the podcast anyway, so I can say what I want. <laughs> So I made pan sear steak, garlic, mm-hmm. fresh thyme, like, you know, whatever. Just, Baste it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything. everything, right? And I set it down, and I'm, you know, I made, I think I made um, cheesy asparagus, some uh, mm. fucking um, Good. homemade sweet potato fries, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And my mom <laughs> walks in the kitchen. I swear to God, I love her. She is. Um, she goes, yeah, I don't like that. And I was like, great. <laughs> I was like, there's some frozen food. Now, this is my house. This is not her house, right? So I'm not disrespecting her. I was like, Mom, this is my house. I was like, I'm gonna make what I everybody wants. Yeah. And then and then she's like, Well, I'll, I'll eat some steak. I swear to God, she pulled ketchup out of the fucking fridge. Oh no. <laughs> and it was summertime. This has happened last summer. I said, Mom, if you put ketchup on that steak, I'm gonna kick you through the fucking screen door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Go get something frozen. I said there's frozen. Yeah, food. Yeah, Go yeah. get the frozen. Food. Yeah, yeah. You, you want ketchup so bad? There's some fish sticks. Well, I understand if it's like you know you just don't give a shit. Throw a steak, mm-hmm. burn it, throw it over there. Whatever, fine. Then you need to do what you need to do. But I fucking took the time to make sure. You know, I went through. It took me like two hours to finish everything I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, and she's like, and then she reached for the ketchup. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is when people season things before they try it. Ah, like I try really hard. Like I. I tried it. It's seasoned really well. I understand that some people want more salt, more pepper. Like, I get it. But it's like, it sits down in front of them, and my dad will immediately pull out the salt and start salt. I'm like, you don't even know. Yeah. You try it. Oh, that's was, a great point. When I was in Lake Tahoe, I was there for three months. So mm-hmm. I was able to go to San Francisco, a bunch of different cool places. And I would always try to get burgers, right? And then, like, I would always say, hey, I want a plain. <laughs> if you notice on some of the nicer burger restaurants, they are plain. Yeah, they are. Like you can get maybe lettuce or whatever because they actually want you to taste the, the burger t- itself. The, yeah, so that's how I make my burgers, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like try to like I eat my burgers plain. I don't have any condiments on it whatsoever. But it's just like, are you eating condiments or are you actually eating the food? Yeah, that's it. I I think there's definitely a solid balance there because I it's like. That, because of that exact point right there, am I eating? Am I wanting to get all these other flavors to just to complement 
the protein or am I, you know, putting all these flavors on here to cover up maybe Mask what it. is not the best? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, but do, do you, that's a great question. Do, do you have anything that you're just like, don't you dare do that to my dish or is it just, you know, you're um, going to enjoy it how you enjoy it? I think. I think the thing I've learned working in restaurants, and I think it's different when I cook at home, like for my friends and family, I'm much more outspoken, but it's like at restaurants, I've decided it's like, it's not my food. I'm not paying for it. The yeah. worst was at the steakhouse though, because people would be, you know, it's like we tempt every single steak and it's like, I know exactly what's mid rare. I know exactly how long it takes. Like we did certain things on the the grill top. We did certain things in the cast iron. Like it, we broke it up a little bit, but it's like, we tempt everything. I know what the temp is. Like, I know it's great. You ordered it medium. I gave it to you medium. Uh, this is too. This is medium rare. I need it medium. And so they bring it back, and my staff will be like, "Oh, it's medium." And it's like, "Yeah, they're the idiot. You're not the idiot." I was like, "We, I know it's medium. You know yeah. it's medium. The server knows it's medium. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, they're yeah. paying ninety eight dollars for this steak. Put it back in the pan for a minute. And like, fuck, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, like." But it's like if if it's at my house, oh, yeah. what I put on the table is what. Don't go look in the fridge for anything. This is what I'm. <laughs> this is what I serve. This hey, is what's here. I like that. I like that a lot. And and that makes sense because you know a lot of people do cook their steak by eye. Mm. A lot of people don't you know tempt yeah. temp their steak. And so it's like you know it's like uh, it's when someone's used to cooking it you know by eye, they're like that to me is medium, and mm. it's like eh, not quite. That's one of the reasons why I like the reverse sear because mm-hmm. you can you can temperature and time it, and it's exactly going to be the temperature mm-hmm. that you want. Yeah. And then that char, that little from the cast iron. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, I was, again, cast iron newbie. I was using olive oil a mm-hmm. lot in cast iron, which is good for flavor, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for the cast iron, mm-hmm. especially when you're at high temperature trying to sear a steak and there's a fucking plume of smoke. I, I mean, my entire house, the fire alarms were going off because I had so much mm-hmm. smoke because I used olive oil. Mm-hmm. And I've, since been using um, peanut oil, yeah, and well, it's it a, has like, changed everything. Like smoke points, so that's why butter has a very low smoke point. A lower temperature is going to get that butter to smoke. Olive oil is the same way. It's why like deep fryers use peanut oil. Mm-hmm. Deep fryers use soybean oil because those have a much higher smoke point. Mm-hmm. So it's like they can get up to three hundred fifty degrees before they start smoking up the whole space. But then you lose some of that flavor. Yeah, but you right. also kind of get it. Yeah. And you guys use a lot more butter at restaurants than we really know, right? That's one thing that I saw a chef talk about, and they're like, "You would be surprised how much we actually use." Especially fine dining, I think. I think what would surprise people about fast food places or like uh, like pubs and things um, is how much mayonnaise is used. Because like you put use mayonnaise, and somebody's use butter. You kind of mayonnaise the bread, put it down, and it's like that'll do the same thing. It has that same fat content. Oh, I didn't but know that. fine dining oh, restaurants, I do that a lot, yeah. yeah, fine dining restaurants, a lot of butter. Best burger out of it in the pan. Best burger I ever pan. had was in Michigan called Keg of Nails. And uh it's a it's, Keg and Nails? Yeah, that's the name of the bar. It's uh <laughs> where they do it's near Traverse City where they do the uh snowmobile races. Um Oh, okay. So um it's not a plate like when I walked in I didn't fit in. But they uh I ate there three days in a row. They're bur- the same burger three days in a row. That's a good wow. burger. Wow. And, and, like and then everybody burger. etched their name into like the tables, the walls. <laughs> Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm sitting there in a button-up shirt and like hair all nice and these. <laughs> kind of sounds like Kuma Corner. Yeah, I do love Kuma's. And I have I have not got to get, eat there yet. I'm one thing that I've I've taught my kids though is to overtip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I did when I started finally traveling to the U.S. I realized if you overtip and when you walk back through the door, it's the greatest thing ever. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, that, and that's that's that, that's kind of the other side of this, you know, uh, shutdown is not only make sure that you patron your local businesses, but make sure that you're a little bit more generous, generous with your tips, because not only are they not doing the same amount of volume as they as, as they normally d- uh, have done, but they they also are having to jump through extra hoops to get you. Um, the normal quality that and there are supply lines that are backed up. Mm-hmm. There is is product and ingredients that cost more because those supply chains are backed up, and so the cost of that labor is not only um, more intrinsically valuable to those that are putting it in, but it also you know you, you you're not told to to tip more, but you know if if you're listening to this. Do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if, if Even if you're a normal 20 percenter, you can bump it up to at least 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? I used to go to the airport in Denver because you can smoke upstairs. And, ah, and I then, thought it was for the cannibals underneath, the cannibal <laughs> tunnels underneath. Is that not? I tried to find them. Oh, That's you right. did? You did? You tried to find them. Right. Um, but I went. You had to go knock on the wall or something. But it was also a restaurant you can eat, but you can still smoke, right? So yeah. I don't eat. And I thought, I was like, so I, when, every time I fly, I get nauseous. All I can eat is, is drink Sprite and peanut butter crackers. That's mm-hmm. it, right? So I'd go there and get a $2 Sprite, and then I'd leave a $20 tip mm-hmm. because these tables are just, you can't get tables. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, maybe, and then, you know, because they, they didn't bother me the whole time, so I took care of them. So the next time I walked in, they basically made people, like, kind of move so I have a seat. <laughs> I was there once a week. Yeah. And then these guys were some, and, and that's a, just over tip. Yeah. yeah. And it also is, like, you see it instantly. Like, even if even if your server's having an off day, even if... Like, there's a reason. Like, I get it. Like, we've all had bad service. We've all had... But, like, nine times out of ten, it's a one-off event. It's not like they're every day. They're having a weird day. Yeah. Just tip. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Exactly. That's going to put that person in a better mood, and they'll be nice at the next table. Yeah, well, and and not only that, you know that that puts a positive reflection on you. Like he said, the next time you walk mm-hmm. in, it's it, it you're you're you know not that every time you over tip, you should be expected to be treated like royalty the next time you walk mm-hmm. in. But at the same time, you know that there is a direct effect. There, yeah. there is a direct response. It was, it was a thank you for them, like not asking me to leave. Right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. hey, these guys are really cool, and and because people were not tipping them, they mm-hmm. weren't even yeah. some people weren't even paying their bill in this. Especially at the yeah. airport. Like, the airport's always weird. It's like, people were just, people, it's kind of yeah, turn, yeah. turn and burn. People yeah. are like not paying, not tipping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just want to get one thing out for people who think that if you eat um, a steak that's not cooked well done, that they will die. Mm-hmm. Could you explain why it's safe <laughs> that's to legit. eat a medium rare? Or even, I don't go as far as rare, mm-hmm. but medium rare is, in my opinion, the perfect way to mm-hmm. eat a fine steak for at, at a nice steakhouse yeah i think it, it's always a thing where if you've ever looked at someone's fridge it's always the top should always be fresh produce this next should be uh seafood then beef then pork and it's kind of what you would consider eating raw like chicken you're never gonna eat raw mm. it goes in the bottom it should be the bottom thing pork pork you do you know medium that goes next beef is especially if it's i i always suggest people do a burger medium because a burger is yes. a mix it could have been multiple different cows right. but if you're going to a steakhouse a steak is one animal they the like talk about like hoops you have to jump through kind of salumerias charcuterie places uh steakhouses the regulations for them is so high yeah and you know farms that are, are selling beef and and they have so much they have to go through they they check everything they they have multiple health inspections a month and so it's like 
they jump through a lot of hoops to make sure you get, are getting a quality product. And it's like, it's cooked perfectly. It's, yeah. it's, you can have it, you can eat steak tartare. It's like, you can eat steak raw if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it just tastes better. It does. And, and, and my actually uh, first experience with steak tartare was on Harder Brunch. Um, and it was, I, I didn't know how to approach it at first because I had a little bit of that sort of thought. Is mm-hmm. I'm like, this is raw meat. This These sword, the, these sort of like um, rules that, you know, you have is like don't eat raw meat. But at the same time, when, when you think about it logically and, and Dyke was like, well, you know, there there is a, a good amount of, a, a, you know, salt that goes on the mm-hmm. outside of it to kill any excess bacteria mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And he talked about some of the other preparation. I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. And it's like steak tartare is kind of like ceviche where it has acid in it, it has yes. salt. Yes. And it's yeah. like things that are, that are cooking that out of it. That, yeah. that yeah. is some of the best best hors d'oeuvre that I, one of the best hors d'oeuvres I had is ceviche mm-hmm. and I I was able to experience my um, niece's mom is from Panama mm-hmm. and she made it homemade had some she used tilapia I'm not a huge fan of tilapia mm-hmm. but tilapia um, takes flavor so well mm-hmm. and, and she chose the ingredients so well it it, it was it was some of the best uh, hors d'oeuvres that I've ever had mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I, it, that's my biggest pet peeve is when I'm with somebody and I'm I usually take people to steakhouses mm-hmm. or like my wife, I guess. She was the first I've never one. been to the steakhouse with him. I mean, well, I mean he takes people me to steakhouses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> samesies, bro. Well, samesies. Look, I didn't say a group of people. <laughs> Just, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever, bro. I mean, anyway. he, he took me to a place called the Steakhouse, but it was spelled S T A K E, and they just sold different vampire weapons. It was, uh, it was really interesting. But, but slash but, fences. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I uh, real fast. I grew up on a farm, and we owned our own butchering place. And then, yeah, there's people up their ass constantly. Yeah, and it was by far the scariest place I've ever worked as a child. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go complain to this person who's technical with with you know cutlery yeah i'm gonna go do that sounds like a great and my idea. uncle always carried a 44 i'm like, <laughs> like he used it oh yeah the first okay. your uh initiation into the slaughterhouse was you had you to, became one of them yeah you had to kill a pig <laughs> oh shit you had to slaughter a pig damn so he taught me his way of hey. doing it yeah and well. i and i never worked there again because i <laughs> told my mother yeah my parents were divorced yeah. yeah i remember i had on my bon jovi jean jack and jeans I got it for the Christmas. I'm not lying one bit. <laughs> I'm sitting there all sad. Yeah. And he's like, this will cheer you up. I don't even know the guy's name now. I just know we own a butchery on, on my on my mom's side of the family. And he's like, all right, I'm going to show you how to do this. I was like, cool. I'm a kid. I want to learn everything, right? Mm-hmm. You see all these just animals around you. And then all of a sudden, there's this huge pig staring at you. Just huge. Yeah. They're just staring at you. And I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't know how they killed animals. I'm yeah. seven years old. Yeah. And also... Pigs are terrifying. Yes. Yeah, the and noises. They, yeah, and I've, the been way atta- I've been attacked around. by one. Yeah. yeah. Ten uh, pigs can break down a full size human body yeah. in like ten minutes. Yep. Yeah. Holy crap. My dad That's yeah. all it takes is ten. My real, oh, dude, yeah. my real father, that's one of the things body. he taught me. <laughs> Carol Baskin. So he pulled out his forty four and shot the pig in the head. Oh shit. And then, oh, you know just without a warning. No warning. That's savage, no 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 ear protection. Oh my and god, I'm that's just, super I, trauma. I'm di- disoriented, and then the pig's still standing there. <laughs> oh no! Because their skull is so thick. Yeah, and I'm, and then all of a sudden he takes out a hammer. Oh shit! Oh, no. So I told my mom, 
mom was my mom's a real short lady right real short lady she yeah. looks italian but she's not yeah she was hot <laughs> yeah she's and she's mf and people Jeez. and i'm just sitting here seven years old going damn ears ringing dizzy yeah. as shit yeah you, you you just got like a babe flashbang that, yeah that yeah. exact same thing happened to my wife but it was when she was in the philippines because she's half filipino mm-hmm. and it was it, it was more uh what's the word i'm looking for aboriginal i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was a chicken actually i think and it was a pet for a week or so and she named it yeah my dad did that too grew this attachment to it <laughs> And the grandma took it, took it, wrung its neck, put it on the chopping block, looked at, looked at my wife and cut it right in front. And she, and then the chicken went around yeah. running, yeah. Yeah. blood squirting everywhere. That was, the, oh, yeah. that was the other part of being a man was watching that. <laughs> All right. Well, I hate, uh, my, fa- I hate my family. <laughs> apparently I'm not, apparently I'm not there yet. I, uh, I'm going to save those for someone. That's else. why I stay with my mom in the city. Yeah. Cause yeah. I didn't know what else was, they were capable of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. I've uh, never been more happy for that wage gap there. Ooh, <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> Jesus. So, oh man. So um, glad he went to prison. <laughs> so, uh, before we dive into our video breakdown, uh, uh, we like to ask our guests if they have a conspiracy theory that they find interesting or one that maybe we haven't heard of and wanted to see what you brought for us. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure it's a regular one, but it's yeah. like I've I've heard a lot. Obviously, my background is in, in science and, and kind of biology, and, and I've always been interested about medical conspiracy theories. Obviously, like the vaccine has been a big thing going around right now, and I know that like the like fluoride in water has been a big thing for, for years. It's kind of like people... Obviously, there's the science side of it that it's like, does is it worth it for kind of the issues that it has? Um, I know some people have things about mind control, but I was reading something the other day, and apparently, uh, because it messes with like your pineal gland, mm-hmm. uh, that now people think that it affects your third eye. Mm-hmm. That religion is trying to stop you by putting fluoride in the water uh, mm-hmm. from being able to fulfill yeah. your deepest like psychic things. Yeah. And I've and I've always thought that like you know why would you not listen to doctors but i'm also thinking like i kind of want to be an x-men i want to be able to is this is this why i can't read minds like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> see i can debunk that one i work with a lot of people it's that don't brush your teeth <laughs> yeah and they're yeah. stupid so, yeah so <laughs> but so, it's the only time i've ever like like yeah. seen a conspiracy theory and been like fuck i hope yeah. that's true <laughs> so i actually did not use fluoride for like 10 years and i didn't get any cavities yeah so it, it, obviously, I wasn't eating a lot of candy, and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't drinking hardly any pop. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ways that they um, get those ideas across. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way that the sugar industry got its ideas across in yeah. the 50s. And, you know, fat's bad, and, and you know, that exactly. that whole campaign, they got scientists to get behind it mm-hmm. and gave them, I think it was like 50 grand, which was not shit. Mm-hmm. And they took all the all the money from their cereals and, you know, eating breakfast mm-hmm. and... So it's 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 one of those things. Um, I I don't think you tech you personally need it. Um, fluoride. I think that's the thing too is people are thinking because obviously there for anything there's risk. It's yeah. Like, and I know that it's like it's in the water supply, so then it's kind of takes away people's free choice in it. And it's mm-hmm. like I get that, but it's uh, you know, 
it's kind of like, yes, there are benefits. Yes, there are, you know, issues. And it's kind of people who outweigh the yeah. the good and the versus the bad. And then the people who think that it's fucking with your psychic abilities. Yeah. Well, and, and so that's a, that's a really interesting theory. And and the the, the roundabout idea is that, um, for well, for, from my understanding, that the, one of the big justifications for putting it in the water was the fact that it... it um, removed uh, rust and mm-hmm. other elements from inside the pipes, yeah. and and kept them and kept the you know stuff lasting longer. It's Interesting. Like I wonder what that does to your body if it does that to <laughs> right. the pipes. Yeah, but but at the same time, you know, the human, the the average human is not taking in the gallons per minute that mm. you know the the it pipe system is. Sure, but sure. but and but to, to that being said, is that you know it is known fact that large amounts of concentrated fluoride mm-hmm. does cause you know. Um, you know, uh, lethargic uh, behavior does mm-hmm. cause you ADHD know a, a slowing in behavior. Yeah, and, and 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 as you and if you were to have large amounts of exposure over a long amount of time, I'm sure there would be major massive effects. But the theory is, like you said, that it's it, it's speci- the theory is that it's specifically calcifying mm-hmm. the 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 pineal gland now. Um, the, the, the powers of the pineal gland are, you know, obviously, um, you don't have a ton of, you know, universities jumping out and saying, yeah, we want to study, you know, psychic ability and whatnot, but there are, um, plenty of re, uh, there's plenty of research going back to CIA, um, uh, you know, using like the men who stare at goats came Mm -hmm. out of a real program and whatnot. And so, you know, the, there, there, I think there's something there and also just, you know, um, uh, that the the pineal gland is important for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's and it's sort of understood that you know because of the pine cone that you know is at the Vatican, and you know the way the Eye of Horus looks like the pineal gland, and so on and so forth. That you know it, it is this sort of gateway to you know other planes of consciousness, and for all we know, that's totally true. But last I heard, you know, uh, you can decalcify, um, the, uh, pineal gland by like smoking weed and doing DMT and shit. Mm. And so it's like, you know, yeah, we'll take fluoride in the water, but then we get to go do this other cool shit. I guess I, I don't know, but, but yeah, I, I think that anyone, no one should go out there and just get some fluoride and start drinking it. That's not a, it's not a great thing to do, but at this point does, you know, I, I would recommend not drinking straight tap water for maybe some other reason. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, not just specifically for fluoride. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. I who knows? You know, I, I think our, if anything, our pineal gland and our brains are more de- are more deterred by sugar than fluoride. Yeah. Um, so, well, you it's know. like the kind of thing. that's like you talked about the pipes. It's like there's a reason it's used for teeth yeah. cleaning. Like yeah. it breaks things down. Like it, it is literally it's not stripping. meant to be ingested. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you're not supposed to, it's a reason you like use friends with it and then spit it out. Like don't swallow it. It's, you know, there's obviously health issues with anything, but it was the first time I'd ever heard it brought around to like, kind of like a more spiritual side of things and i was like oh yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and okay. and yeah for sure and you know i figured there's, there's a reason and it's like mm-hmm. that's yeah. what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they uh they say it uh keeps us from uh uh communicating fully to the to the ether so we we are going to do our potential (laughs) yes exactly exactly um so we are going to do a video breakdown here um uh uh jump in with anything you might see we like to try and find you know occult symbolism maybe some underlying tones in the um if if you see anything weird yeah Yeah. a lot of these like that what what is that for and the weekend actually what's his face? face 
Oh. And we, 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 we've broken down some of the weekend's videos before, and he has a, he has a lot of symbolism that tends to lead towards kind of selling his soul to the devil sort of thing. I, so this is the next video he's put out since I then. I think this is a representation. It looks like he sold his soul to a plastic surgeon. Well, yeah, I, I think that's what this is. Everyone has masks on. And then he has plastic surgery, yeah. which is a mask, uh, which is a mask Metaphor, of your own. Yeah. yeah well, what are those face. eggs? Uh, cubes. Are they um, eyes? Are they eyes? Yeah, eyes. Oh, those are tables. It's like eyes wide shut, bro. Yeah, this huh. is some. That's, that's what I was. Looks ritual as hell. Yeah. Michael Jackson-y. Kinda, yeah. The dark ambiance and all everything, the masks. everything in black, yeah. and then him being portrayed in red with the um, with the cosmetic surgery mm -hmm. as a mask yeah. is, in my opinion, symbolic. And everyone's wearing a masquerade. What the hell? Yeah. Whoa, R. Kelly. What is going? What in the R. Kelly shit is happening right? Okay, oh. okay. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fluoride. It looked. <laughs> it looked like he was peeing on him, it, all over him. That might have been an R. Kelly reference, though. Yeah. That might have been a delivery shot. And he just shot. spit on him. And it, yeah, he has a. It's like an old sp spit platoon in his hand. Oh, oh, it's a trophy. Oh, it is a trophy. Yeah. See the altar in the back. Yeah. Alters and no one's one moving. Thing. Everyone is like frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, except for her. Oh, she's not wearing a mask. She got that 80s hair. Yeah, she, it does kind of look 80s. It, yeah. But a lot of his stuff has had that themed musically yeah. Yeah. recently. And also, that whole hairstyle and outfit, it's very much back, so it could be the 80s, it could be... Oh, is his face getting fixed? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Oh! Oh, oh shit. Oh, no. Got the gun in the back. Oh, shit. Is his face, like, slowly going back to normal? It doesn't look like it. He still got oh. some fat-ass so. cheeks. It looks like that um, the oh. old Phil Collins video with the like the Muppets or what, when they're all puppets. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's right. So he made her shoot him. And now he Are they is... in a church or is it just an altar in the background? I don't well, know. He that's was good. just he was just killed and now he has It turned red like he was going the, to hell. The yeah. lighting has changed. Yeah. yeah. His red suit. The eyes are all orange. Now. Ambience. now he's walking towards the altar. The weekend has you just still got the gun. Yeah. There might be a reference to James Brown though. Ooh, could be. Ooh. Slow clap. Interesting. Wow, that was a very odd video. Interesting. So, uh, from a lot of the occultist um, um, breakdowns that I've listened to from people who are more, I guess, educated on the symbolic, the symbology behind a lot of the actions and mm -hmm. and symbols, the fake um, 
the 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 fake killing of oneself in a in a video mm -hmm. represents the actual killing in a ritual. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to make a ritual and not murder anybody or kill themselves, this is one way that they would do it. Did you it's, did you see Inspector Deck's interview? Huh. From Wu Tang. I have not. The reason I interrupt you is because he went to a party in Hollywood during the middle of the day. Oh. And he started opening doors. And he saw a lot of prominent people, male people, having sex with themselves, sex yeah. with gay each sex. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he's like, I don't care. That's sure, not a problem. absolutely. But he said afterwards, they the the people that he saw, the people that saw him peeking through the door, they came up to him and later to see how he was, you know, oh, to make if, sure if he that he's interested. He, no, no, oh, see if he's going to. Oh, gonna tell. Keep yeah. His mouth oh, interesting. Was this about him and Jay Z? No, because there, I I did see an interview about I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. he was with Jay Z. It was him and Ghostface that went to the party, and they were I maybe, think he maybe was it never was invited back. This just came out earlier. This was it week. like a was it like a masquerade sort no, of party like it, this, or no. it was just a? He weird... said he said it was just a big mansion party, and then huh. a bunch of rooms, and then didn't say anything like I you know like he just said there was people Strange. dudes having sex that people we would know. Yeah, that and, and you then know. they he was like yeah we were never invited back. Interesting. <laughs> interesting um but yeah so that was a very interesting video uh check it out and if you guys saw anything that we missed let us know um we'd be interested to see see what your guys's take is on it um before we get out of here tell us bridget uh once again where people can find your stuff and and follow you and check check out what's going on um you can follow bakes by bridge on instagram for any of your cake needs uh if you follow indie urban foodies on instagram facebook or indieurbanfoodies.com that's our virtual cooking classes they happen every thursday and then we do one brunch a month um so those are a lot of fun uh i do the drunk dial podcast with uh with dyke so uh that comes out on wednesdays um yeah, you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. And Heart, that's Heart and that's a really fun that's a really fun show. Uh uh Drunk Tile. They've had some really cool guests on there. Um a lot, of, we're, lot, we're lot of great of local comics. Batting above our average with our guests. It's we've had some really great people oh, on this yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, it's yeah. all right. It's yeah. Good, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and so we kind of just call comedians and check in on them and kind mm -hmm. of see how everybody's that's adjusting first, this year. First time we met was that way. Yeah. Absolutely, it's pretty was never cool. Released. That's not my fault, though. I'm so sorry. Because she didn't like me, she won't admit it now. But she likes me now. Well, when I told Dyke, I was like, "He's kind of smug," and Dyke was like, "Yeah, that's his like brand." That's it's his just thing. Thing. And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right." That's yeah. She made me a purse that was really nice, and she's like, she was huh. confused. Yeah, okay. That is great. Oh man, maybe that's just a stick. Yeah, it absolutely, is. absolutely it is. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and uh, Nick, you got things narrowed down now, right? You're in Oaks Five. There you go. Psych in Oaks Fifty Five. Oh, um, you so, so you did get it all narrowed down to one. You yes. just told everyone the wrong one, <laughs> right? So well, right. I did it purposely. But oh. oh, there you go. Gotcha. <laughs> I missed it. I know. <laughs> My no, jokes are way too intricate for you, obviously. Yeah, they go way over my <laughs> That's head. why you're the comedian, not me. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you guys, uh, as always, can find me at Atical Bucks House. Um, find the podcast, Atical Bucks Podcast. Um, every two weeks, we will be doing um, Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour at a Kettletop Brew House in Anderson. Um, coming up this, uh, well, um, coming up 
Next is Trent Mabry. Well, by the time you're listening to this, that show will have already happened. Did not plan that promotion well. Um, and Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up. Thank you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is coming up, and we will be having an awesome show um, out of Kettle Top. We will uh, be pairing with a spe- steak dinner. We are selling those tickets by the table due to capacity um, uh, uh, and distancing restrictions. So um, get those now uh, through on tap tickets. Um, Gwen Sunkel is headlining that, and we have uh, the uh, ever awesome Dyke Michaels also on that show um, with Katie Hetledge, Ben Howard, and myself will be hosting. I went to and some I, other comics filling in there for some great sets. I went to your Valentine's show. You invited me up there one time. I went. It is fabulous show. Yeah. Top, I love Kettle Top's food, yep. and I I've, don't have to say yeah. they don't pay me. And, and, and well, and, and they do have a, a pretty solid uh, and their staff ribeye is amazing. Dinner as well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, staff's really good. They they do an incredible job mm-hmm. of um, of completely turning their night over into a comedy club like they take all the high tops put them in the front um well high tops put them in the back low tops put them in the front you know they 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 run that place like a comedy club to make these shows awesome and they always are so it's the um, only reason to go to anderson yeah it, it, it really <laughs> yes. is that in the cigar bar yes which yeah. is right next door they're right yeah. Yeah, they're right by each other and if you don't want to come out to the comedy show you can still come out and get a steak dinner and listen to Jerome Sauce uh, Sloss uh, play his uh, sax for a few hours. Um, he's he's going to be playing well. some some awesome uh, sax out there. So uh, February thirteenth, uh, uh, get those while you can. Obviously, distancing and uh, um, capacity restrictions in place. Um, but and also, I'm excited to announce that the Chris Kattan show finally has been rescheduled. Uh, May twenty second to Saturday in Franklin. Um, I'll be with Griffin Shira and Trent Mabry. Um, opening up for Chris Kattan. So um, those tickets will be on sale very, very soon. Follow Mad Hatter shows or just my Instagram, and you guys will get tickets for that as soon as they are available. Um, and as many, uh, tell them that you know you buy, are buying your tickets for me, and I'll get a little bit of kickback. That'll be awesome as well. And, uh, yeah, guys, uh, I just want to thank you so much again for coming in. Bridget, thank you so much you, for coming fun. in, being on the show. Awesome. and Cakeless. Uh, yeah, we red are. velvet. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I just can keep getting an invitation back. It's like yeah, oh never, yeah, absolutely. If I never bring anything, then it's like oh, maybe next time she'll bring. We've done like I think there's like six or seven shows we've done together. <laughs> just to let you know that. Yeah. Well, that's well, then I only knew that's like my old dating life. Time. Like I just let her keep showing up, thinking something's gonna happen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh man, stick <laughs> sticking it out. All right, so we've got uh, we, we're going out to uh, "Warm Love" by Van Morrison, which is an interesting song title given your um, segue. But <laughs> uh, it, it, it's uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. And thank you guys so much for coming by, and uh, we'll deal with it. See you. <laughs> Look at the flowers and the green grass so tall It's not a matter of when push comes to shove It's just the hour on the wings of the dark That's just warm love I just do it out of my house, yeah I have a it's just retail license Cottage baker license So I can do it out of my house yeah, you have to get like you need to have like a brick and mortar like rest up in license or cottage based. I think it when you have a smile on your face. This inspiration's got to be on the flow. These invitations got to see it to know. It's just warm. What? <laughs> 
Everywhere. 